0: I want to go to the book of Numbers, the twenty third chapter, and I want to go to the nineteenth and twentieth verse. (laughs) because God is finished with us living like he's not our father God will not be insulted to be made to seem as though he allows the enemy to extend curses from generation to generation Not with him as my father. So I want to explain some things very briefly in the next 30 minutes. I want to explain some things very briefly to you. That God is not the type of God that is detached from the people who worship him. God is not just there to be worshipped, but he is there as a father. Amen. Amen. He is not just a deity. He has paternity. Uh, are you hearing me? He's he, he not just a deity sitting on a throne. He is also a father sitting at your bedside. I don't hear anybody. He is a father who is so concerned about you that he's in the car with you when you drive and he's in your quiet time while you're sleeping. He's looking over you while you're unconscious. He's got angels around you. He set up stratagems so that the enemy would be defeated. God has made some meticulous moves on our behalf as father. And he has sat back and watched us marginalize him and when he steps back it's not because he wants us to suffer it's because he wants us to learn who he is God is not that human figure that left you that 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 father figure that was absent he's he's not he's not that human guy who just happens to be a deadbeat. no he is a father that is on his watch at all times y'all y'all hearing me he's not just a God hallelujah hallelujah he made it plain Isaiah said his name shall not just be called a God he said his name shall be called wonderful counselor meaning that in the middle of your chaos and your mental and emotional breakdown he is more than Dr. Phil he's the wonderful counselor Y'all not hearing me He didn't have to take psychology today He knows the inner workings of man From the heart to the mind to the soul He is the wonderful counselor His counsel is a wonder I don't hear anybody here Anybody ever been at the brink of breakdown And God come through with a simple word And he comes through and he heals your brokenness Anybody here? He's a wonderful wonderful counselor he kept us from losing our mind he's a wonderful counselor he gave us peace that passes understanding he's a wonderful counselor his name shall be called wonderful counselor you got a problem bring it to jesus you got a struggle bring it to jesus He'll give you what to do, what to say, how to do it. He'll work that thing out for you. And before you know it, it may not satisfy your flesh, but it'll make your life better. Are you, are you with me here? Hallelujah. He's a wonderful counselor. His name shall be called the mighty. Not just God, the, not a mighty God, the mighty God. Meaning in other words that there is no other God. There is no other mighty God. He is the only mighty God. He is the only God that has might. As a matter of fact, he's the only God. I'm going to keep on till the Christians say something. There is no other God beside him. He's not just above gods. There is no other God. Let's make this plain. He's not just above other entities and spiritual beings. He's not just above Allah. He's not just above Zarosta. He's not just above Halizalasi. He's not just above Buddha. He's just not above Lord Moraghan. He's not just above Krishna. He's not just above Vishnu. He is the only God. i thought i'd get more than that from you he's the only god scooter you got to learn how to follow the flow he is the only god the mighty simply meaning that there is no other entity that has and is might I'm not saying he has might it says he is he is might the everlasting, I didn't hear you. The everlasting, that means his, his paternity is eternal. He's not a seasonal father. And you can never outgrow his parental guidance. You can never outgrow his parental, parental concern. He is the everlasting. In other words, you never grow up with him. You are his child forever. he will mature you in this world and he will mature you in life but when it comes to you and him he's still the daddy you remember what your mama told you i don't care how old you get you're still gonna be my baby anybody ever have your parent tell you that i don't care how old you get you're still gonna be my child and i'm still be able to tell you what to do amen My daddy, in my 50s, my daddy was telling me what to do. In my 50s, my daddy was whistling. I'm running to the top of the stairs like, wait a minute. I am five decades old, but that one whistle, that means whatever you're doing, it don't matter. Stop, because you heard the whistle. Before I knew it, I was at the top of the stairs looking down. And I got mad. Daddy, this is my house. I don't care nothing about what you're saying. I done made this food. Come on downstairs. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And, and I, I got so... I said, yes, sir. And I went in my bathroom and washed my hands Mad. And I walked downstairs, but I remembered before I get to him, I better fix my face. Cause he'll still knock a 52 year old man out. I don't hear nobody here. God is that everlasting father. He's not a common dude. He's not the man upstairs. God is the everlasting in the words of the street you got to put some respect on his name he's the everlasting father did you hear me? and he's not a father that you got to beg to be a father he made heaven and earth for you because he's a good father He made all things that are in existence because he's a father. He's the father. Amen. And as we go through our life, we start to forget how committed our father is to us. And we accept broken cycles as life's journey for us. We accept broken mentalities. We accept these things that are called generational curses because it was laid upon our mothers and fathers and it was passed down from their mother and father. Poverty is a generational curse that's passed down. That, that wasn't for the rich people in the room, it's for the for the broke people in the room. Poverty is a generational curse that's passed down because poverty is just not, not having money. It is a mentality. It is when we convince ourselves that we can't do because we don't have. And when you convince yourself that you can't do because you don't have, then you don't try. And when you get comfortable in the can't do because I don't have, you settle down there and you make your home in can't do and don't try. Amen. amen. And so you live the same broken cycle that you grew up in? Amen. amen. You don't push too hard. You just settle with a meek affair because this is a mentality passed on to you. And you never, you, never, you never took on the responsibility of breaking it. It was your responsibility to say, no, not me. It was your responsibility to say, no, I read something different in this book. What's going on in this book is different than what's going on in my life. So I can't change the book, so I gotta change my life. I'll come over here. I can't change the book, so I gotta change my life. And I gotta make sure my life is in line with this book. Poverty is a mentality. That curse is a mentality. Sickness is a curse that you have to get past. You cannot live because my mama had cancer, I got cancer, and my children gonna have cancer. I've seen I've seen generations die from cancer. Well, it must be a gene in their system. You know, there's a cancer gene that rides. I don't care if it rode in great-grandmama, great-grandpapa, great-granddaddy. I don't care who it rode in. The ride ends with me. you got to get to that frame of mind I I may have seen other people die with it but I refuse to be one I'm not going to be in that number why because I'm not living under that curse I don't hear you here I'm not living under the curse I'm not living under the shadow I'm not living underneath that kind of bondage and I'm surely not going to be comfortable not when my father is God himself and I'm only going to be comfortable with he's with what what he's comfortable with I don't hear anybody I'm only going to be comfortable with what he's comfortable with and if he says live I'm gonna live and I'm not just gonna live I'm a thrive I don't hear anybody If God says live, I'm not just going to live. I'm going to turn my suffering into thriving. I'm going to go from surviving to thriving. Do I hear anybody in this house? And some of you are afraid to agree with this because you have been in the cycle for so long. But it's time to break free. Generational blessings. Because we have a father. We we have a father. Say, somebody look at your neighbor and say, finally, I got a father. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't want to say that, Pastor, because I had a great father. I know I had a great father, but I got a father. I don't have a great father. I've got the greatest. And he cares for me more than my natural father could ever care for me. Well, I'm going to keep talking until somebody jumps in. We cannot keep making God to seem like he's some potentate that's seated upon a throne, disconcerned with us until we start to beg. And then he pays a little bit of attention. It's, well, maybe I'll give you something. If you keep begging me and you keep becoming desperate for it, just be desperate and, and just keep begging me for the things that I already promised. Maybe I'll break off a little piece for you. That's how we make God seem. He's the God, the Father that sits back and says, I'm waiting to hear my children. He said, when you call me, I will answer. And when you seek me, I'll say, here I am. Are y'all hearing me? This is the Father that if you bow your knee and ask anything according to his will, he hears you. I don't hear anybody and this is the confidence that we have him, in him that if we ask anything according to his will he will hear us and the confidence is if he hears us he will grant us the petition that we've asked that's a father hallelujah hallelujah The writer of Numbers, Moses said it like this. He said, God is not a normal guy. I'm breaking the curse today. Not breaking it. I'm destroying the curse today. I don't care how long it's been over your family. In the next 15 minutes, it's done. It's it's over in-house online in the next 15 minutes it's over you will not live underneath it another day this is the last day of the curse in the name of Jesus did you hear me this is the last day of the curse of fear the last day of the curse of poverty the last day of the curse of insecurity I don't hear anybody I said today this day is the last The last day. Numbers 2319 says, God is not a man that he would ever tell a lie. He's not a normal guy that speaks something that he out of out, out of a out of a good intention but don't have the power to do. God is not a man limited by human limitations. God is not a man. <laughs> that deals in the finite god is not a man that he should ever tell a lie he's not like normal guys he's not gonna boast about something that he cannot do because with god all things are possible he said behold i am the lord the god of all flesh is there anything Is there anything too hard? You you see the problem is you're not getting excited cuz you don't hear this coming from a father. You just hear this you just read this in a scripture and you don't realize that this came from the mouth of your father. He is challenging you. He's challenging your facts with faith. He's saying I don't care what you're going through. I'm the God of everything you're going through. the God of all flesh is there anything too hard for me God is not a man that he should lie nor the son of a man that he should repent that simply means that he is not born with generational weakness that he will promise something that he'll have to come back and repent because he found that he could not do it (laughs) we're just changing the image of God right now we're putting God back into your mind in the right image have God said it and will he not also do it have God spoken it and will he not also make it good but the next verse but the next verse says I don't know why I'm preaching like this he said behold y'all don't hear what I'm saying y'all don't hear what I'm saying Balaam said behold God I have received commandment from God to bless a people who are already blessed Y'all not hearing me, today I have been given instruction to bless people that are already blessed. And this blessing today is going to destroy the yoke and eradicate the curse. <laughs> I'm trying to get through this. Behold, I've received commandment from the Lord to bless, and he, God has already blessed, and this is the part I want you to get, you're so blessed that it cannot be reversed. better take this personally you better take this personally now let me explain something to you this is what uh, uh, this is what an ungodly false prophet witch had to say about God's people he was sent there to curse them but he said when I got here I tried to curse them But every time I tried to curse them, they were too blessed. Every time I tried to do an incantation, they were too blessed. To settle for nothing. Satan is a liar. Your father, the cattle on a thousand hills, belong to your father. And when the lender says no and God says yes, get ready for the keys because you're too blessed. History people say, I'm too blessed, I'm too blessed, I'm too blessed three people say i'm too black two days <laughs> <laughs> better here you don't know how the devil is mad at you because he really came to kill you. he thought he could destroy you and your family but when he tried the angels of the Lord. While you're sitting somewhere counting your wounds and licking your wounds. And Satan's sitting there saying, I wish I could get to you. But there's a hedge around you. I wish my boys could have, I wish my demonic host could get to you. But every time. Every time. I try to put my hand out to you the angels of the Lord are about him. the blood is over you y'all don't hear me while you see yourself as poor and broke you forget that there is a there's a great purpose to you and that God has set you up so you cannot fail you better hear what I'm saying don't let time be your enemy just cause it's taking a long time doesn't mean that it's not on time I don't hear you Just because it's taken a long time doesn't mean that it's not on time. He said, I was commanded by the Lord to bless. And when I got here to bless, I found out that they're already blessed. And even though I was trying to work some mojo against them, I I, I cannot reverse it. They are frustrated people and demons. People who just watched and said sooner or later they're going to fall. I don't hear anybody. Yeah, just watch them. Sooner or later they're going to fall. But somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm still standing. <laughs> you' yeah, yeah. Right now, you're making a lot of people mad. (laughs) Because I'm so blessed. I I, I don't mean to rub it in. (laughs) I, I, I don't mean to rub it in. But some of you prayed that I would fall. Some people prayed that I wouldn't get back up. But all I want to tell you is I'm still here. Because I'm too blessed. You got to make your boast in the Lord. I'm so blessed. It cannot be reversed. Oh no. I got to end right here. I got to end right here. I want, in this room, I want you to change your mentality. I want you to change your mentality. Sitting on the plane flying in today, bad weather down south. Plane was jostling, jumping, bumping. I had to remind myself, I'm on this plane. Literally, I had to sit there with all the jostling and the turbulence and remind the winds and the waves. And when you can sit on a plane that's being tossed and driven and do like Jesus did and right under your breath say three words peace be still and land without trouble it's because I'm on this plane and I'm too blessed for anybody on this plane to lose their life because I got to get to my assignment. Well, Pastor, that's a little conceited. That's a little arrogant. See, that's, that's what the enemy wants you to think. That you're, oh, that's just a little too arrogant. That's not arrogance. That is absolute convince. I am convinced. And it's amazing how people, Melissa, they don't think it's arrogant for you to yield to the generational curses. They will sympathize with you. Oh, you know, my, well, my mother had diabetes and I got diabetes. And my mother was, born, you know, she had breast cancer and they found a lump. They will sympathize. Oh, yeah. And they will accept that. But if you say, no, no, they they told me they found the lump, but I refuse to believe it. I refuse to accept that as the final answer. I refuse to accept that as the final answer. Then people say, "Mm, you look crazy, but you need to listen to the doctor. I'm listening to the doctor, but I'm also believing in my father. I refuse to live another moment of this thing called life under the shadow of a curse when my Father is blessed forever. I refuse to lay in my bed and be fearful of what can happen. Somebody may break in, do they gotta deal with the Holy Ghost? I'm not playing they got to deal with God amen and let God arise I was born under a generational curse I was born under generational curses Many of them, y'all don't hear me, sexualities, promiscuities, violence, substance abuse, fear, poverty, sickness, those seven curses were over my family for generations generations Mm -hmm. and when you're born and raised up in that it becomes normal it becomes common and it takes God to give you an understanding and revelation that although you were born in it it is not born in you y'all getting this online I was born in it but God had to show me that these things can be broken and that wasn't an easy learn because I had to go against the the, the norm of our traditional family and I had to speak some things that didn't make sense to my parents and I had to speak things openly and people tell me oh that that, that ain't gonna happen to you That that ain't gonna happen to you By the time you turn 18, you're going to be smoking this and drinking this, one fellow told me in our family. And they were making preparations for me to perpetuate the curse on further. I don't hear anybody. But there there comes a revelation that if you're really in God, God reveals things to you and lets you know that he didn't birth you to walk humpbacked and burdened and laden down with your mama, daddy, grandmama, granddaddy, great-mama, grand great-granddaddy stuff on your shoulders along with your own stuff to lay this upon your next generation's shoulders and see them become worse than you there comes a time where you gotta break, Joseph you gotta break there comes a time, Joe, you gotta break from your brothers because there's a greater assignment. Y'all living under the generational curse. Now I got to make sure that you get that blessing that makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. There comes a time, Esther, that you got to break free because you got to save a whole people from a curse. I don't hear anybody. Comes a time, Esther, where you cannot use your past or your your broken cycle. You got to realize that there's an assignment that's greater than your cycle. And when the curse is trying to be perpetuated and and genocide is trying to be instituted against your people because your people have been totally, totally burdened down with this kind of uh, Semitic hatred. Now all of this responsibility lies on one girl's shoulder. You can, I, you can stay where you are with your husband, Xerxes, if you want to, and, and let your people die. Or you can break and destroy this curse. Shh. Sometimes it's not easy. Because I know that if I just go unannounced and unbidden by my husband, I can die. He's the king. I've got to be bidden to come. But my purpose is greater than my problem. And if I perish, let me perish, but I'm breaking this curse today. I don't hear nobody here I don't hear nobody the Philistines wanted to perpetuate a curse against Israel and it took one little boy by the name of David to say I'm not living under this curse I'll take a stone and a slingshot and start a generational blessing you may not have a a lot but you got enough And because he took a stone and a slingshot in faith and killed the adversary that was trying to subjugate all of Israel, he became the greatest king of Israel. And the blessings of the Lord were passed down, and Jesus came through his line. What am I saying to you? Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable with poverty. Get uncomfortable with backsliding back into stuff and addictions and mindsets and and lifestyles. Just get uncomfortable on the seesaw, up and down, up. Get uncomfortable. And start making some motions into your blessings. Into your blessings. And don't be ashamed of being the beginning of generational blessings. don't be ashamed I'm finished I didn't even plan to preach this it preached by itself no 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 it preached by itself you are children of the most high God he is our father our father which art our father father